Like, who's this new girl? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Everybody, welcome in to Escape Break. This is part one of our New Orleans, Louisiana trip. And on the other side of the recording, somebody new. Who the <laughs> heck are you and where is Beth? This is Tatiana Abaro, everybody. Hey, Tati. Hi. What's up, Kai? Nothing much. It's good to have you on the show for your first Escape Break episode. For everybody listening, have no fear. Beth is still part of the show, but Escape Break is growing. Now, if you know me and you follow the Cager Express, you know Tatiana is the very first guest to ever be on my interview show. She's one of the co-founders of the SoCal ERA Escape Room Group, which now has 4,000 growing members. And now she is the third co-host of Escape Break. So Tati, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Now, I know this is your first episode recording Escape Break, but do you have any initial regrets of joining the Escape Break team? Nah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Tati is truly an escape enthusiast and lover of escape rooms. She's done more escape rooms than me right around. Where are you? 232? Yeah, you're right. Like, you're super close to catching up. I used to have like a 30 game mark margin on you and then you were just like escape room escape room I'm like oh my goodness but I gotta say because I know you have so many people that like to play rooms with you Kai was kind enough to save his 200th room for me to go down there and play with him so he went like a month without playing an escape room yeah and that is the ultimate friendship that's what I do for you no escape rooms for a month it's notable to say that you no longer are in SoCal. You're in NorCal now. So that makes playing escape rooms together harder to do. But you were one of my original escape room team members. And if I had a choice, you're definitely one of the people I'm drafting on my escape room team. So when we decided to travel out to Louisiana, you had to be there. And we did it. We did the thing that most escape room junkies want to do. Go to Louisiana and play the infamous 13th gate so this is part one guys we're going to talk about a couple of the rooms today you can catch part two in a future episode uh, but tati let's start with the trip out to louisiana just in a couple sentences did 13th gate live up to your expectations heck yes period yeah that's it <laughs> honestly it was unlike anything else uh definitely my top and it like coming from a California girl, that's really hard to say because I have a special place in my heart for SoCal rooms. 
but I cannot be biased here. Like <laughs> these rooms are ridiculous and I cannot wait to get to like my favorite, favorite part that I have ingrained in my head. So I'm so excited to share it with you guys. But just a little background, Kai and I have been working on this trip for like almost two years. Yeah. I think, yeah, we were talking about it and then COVID happened. And I was like, oh, I guess we can't do that. And then like our group of friends kind of dismembered of yeah. who our original group was. And so we were like, oh, no, how are we going to do all these rooms with just the two of us? <laughs> <laughs> so it just worked out and I'm so glad that we got to do it especially yeah. with the group that we went with like late nights of just laughing and having a great time yeah we had a really good time not only playing rooms but just being immersed in the hot and sweatiness of oh, Louisiana so I had such a good time that I got COVID so that <laughs> that tells you how much of a good time I had uh, Tati dodged the bullet thankfully COVID doesn't want that. me. I had a great time, let me just say. You don't have to get COVID to have a good time. <laughs> well, I didn't read that part in the contract <laughs> with the devil. But if I sound a little devil. different, <laughs> if I sound a little different on this episode, that's why I'm on the tail end of recovery. Uh, Beth got it too. Ron got it too. Kev got it too. So we're all on the mend. Uh, Tati is just full of antibodies, her natural self. So <laughs> Thanks, guy. <laughs> Okay, so besides a whole lot of catfish and some sketchy oh, food gosh. recommendations, <laughs> let's get into the structure of this episode. We did play a lot of different companies out there, but I wanted this episode just to be about 13th Gate and the overarching question of how do these rooms really compare to the best rooms in California? We are going to talk about each room individually at 13th Gate. We will have a minor section with very, very mild spoilers where it comes into like what you might see in the room, but we'll announce it and you can zoom ahead, you know, 30 seconds or a minute and that kind of thing. We're not going to talk about like any puzzles, any answers to any puzzles. There's no point in that as a spoiler, but maybe like things you might see or, or moments that were funny to us that might give a little bit of a deeper look into it. So just be aware of that, but we'll announce it again. We're going to start with the collector we're going to get into Spellbound and we're going to end the episode with Cutthroat Cavern, which is probably one of the best rooms that anyone could ever play. But we'll get into that debate later. Let's start with Collector Tati. This was one of seven rooms we played there. Let's start with the story of this. I'm going to hand it off to you. What do you remember was the story of the Collector? So the way I understood it is you were kidnapped mm -hmm. and you were put into like his underground part of his home. Okay. Okay. And you had to find your way out. Otherwise he would collect you along with all of his other uh, specimens. Yeah. Uh, so that was like the eerie vibe that kind of went into that room and when we entered our game master which she deserves a whole section oh yeah um she kind of made it seem like there was going to be somebody in the room so I felt like we were on guard even more yes yes I think that's such a great tactic is 
not really knowing if there's an actor in the room and, and keeping you on edge. I know you specifically really like to know if there is one, because if there is one, <laughs> they're probably going to get decked. It's for their safety. That's all. But I wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't sure if there was going to be an actor or not. And they <laughs> certainly could have put an actor in that room at certain times, at least just for like a scare. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I to add to that story, I thought we were also getting collected for our good uh, dermatologist approved skin routines. Oh, yes. Is that is that did you catch that, too? I did. Yeah, it was it was very creepy. Uh, You know, I think stories are a weak part of escape rooms in general, but there was enough there to allow me to know that, hey, somehow we got drugged. We got put in this like deep, dark well and the one thing with all of these rooms when you go out there to Baton Rouge is they have so much space they can do the things you've always wanted rooms to do and it's it's a uh, a privilege to have that much space to build out there but they also have the talent to do it so you you start out basically in this vast like a well I think yeah exactly and, and the creepy guys like, hey, I, I did this. You guys look good. I'll be back in an hour to get you. And here you are trying to survive a killer. Um, that's what I took away from the story. I liked it. It was just creepy enough. And is it worth playing? In my opinion, yes. If you're going out there, put that one on your list to play. What do you think, Tati? I agree. I think they did a really good job. And it's the one that's a little, uh, yeah, a little chicken. Um, (laughs) I would say it's definitely doable. It's enough scare that keeps you on your toes, but nothing that stops you from solving puzzles because there are definitely some rooms where you're like, I cannot function when you're that scared. And this Mm -hmm. one, I feel like it's, it's not at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely moderate to mild scare factor. I will get into another scare room on part two, which definitely amps it up a notch. But collector, yeah. collector was great. I think if you're out there, you have to put on the list. Obviously, if you can put them on the list, do it. But there also comes finances. So if you really want to know like which ones you should do, which ones you should cut, this is one you should keep on the list. Uh, does it compare to anything you've, you've done? Like, does it remind you of any rooms that might be out here on the West Coast? So like I mentioned, I'm kind of a chicken, so I don't do a lot of scary <laughs> ones. <laughs> Strength in numbers. Yes. Um, so for me personally, I don't think so. It had a lot of like the seven deadly sins theme mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And I can't recall besides the evil genius morgue room mm-hmm. that had that same theme to it. Can you? No, I mean, not that directly to Seven Deadly Sins. I will say, and I hate this game, but Uh it has Cannibal's Den vibes. But but imagine Cannibal's Den if it was good. Like, that's that's what I would compare this to. My qualms with Cannibal's Den at Quest Room is that it builds such a hype and then the game's over before you know it. And this game builds the hype and then there's so much space to explore there's so many puzzles and it's hard i think the one thing when you go out to baton rouge to play these games is you have to know that these games are hard yes like like if you're a regular person you're gonna fail if you don't ask for help Um, if you're an enthusiast you might fail if you don't ask for help 
we didn't need any help in this game in terms of the clue system, but we were pushed to the brink. We finished with like a couple minutes to spare. Uh, we definitely used our whole team in the game. Also, just a little disclaimer, um, all six of us have done over 100 escape rooms. Yeah, so uh, over 150, like, I would say. Yeah, so we're all very experienced. So I feel like that really helped in these rooms. But mm-hmm. if I was brand new, I would have been like, what the heck do I do? What am I looking for? Because, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but in the first room, it almost looks like there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and I'll just leave it at that. Which and is if, cool. And if we didn't know from past experience, maybe we wouldn't have that same mindset. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think the key to any good escape room is it has to be hard enough that there is enough to do to get your hours worth, Mm -hmm. but there has to be like ways to get around it. And I thought everything made sense in this room. I thought we had to actually hone in and focus despite our experience individually and listen to one another and take turns of like, Hey, you're the best at this type of puzzle here's here's the board let's work together hey you're the best at this type of puzzle let's switch roles uh, or you're the bravest this is your time to shine those types of things needed to happen otherwise we weren't going to get out of that room mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so what's your favorite moment in this adventure of the collector so this is a spoiler light spoiler section if you want to hop ahead about a minute go ahead and do so Okay, so my favorite part was the fact that there was a freaking slide in this escape room. Not many escape rooms have a slide, but besides that, the rooms, oh my gosh. Like, brick is actually brick in these rooms. And the sets, I honestly feel like this should be a different section. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no, that's okay. (laughs) We can get back to the sets too. I liked the story. I think it's not one of my favorites just Mm -hmm. because of the layout of how they designed some of the rooms. I think it probably could have been a little bit better cohesively, but that's just being an enthusiast and like being super nitpicky. But other than that, I really liked it. I I thought the puzzles made sense. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm just fixated on that slide. (laughs) that's okay what about you Kai what was your favorite Um, part and and again another spoiler coming up so you can zoom ahead for for my little reveal I think my favorite part in this was there's uh, water involved in a puzzle and you might have to get your hands a little wet Um, so that's always cool I thought that was cool there's there's one part in this room where people might kind of scoff at it because it's like lightly mathematical, but that was my time to shine. And so, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I and was, I was like, like, give me the clipboard. Yeah. I got this. I was like, I got this guys. <laughs> Everyone shut up. You talk to me. I'm here like little Poindexter with the boogie board. <laughs> and we pretty much got it on the first try, but that could be a point in the room where if you don't have a math person, or just a logical reasoning person or patience or patience, then you're going to get stuck there. It's going to eat some of your time. You're not going to get to the other parts of the game where like the game really unfolds for you. I feel like they did a good job of where they put that puzzle because that room is maybe a little hard to focus just because of the, I don't even know if I should say it. (laughs) Let's just say there's great use of sound to make you think something is there. Yes. And if you want to figure out what that something is, you got to go play. Boom. He said (laughs) it. 
<laughs> okay, awesome. So that is Collector. Go play that and hopefully come back with your skin. But if you don't remember, you got seven layers of it and it's going to grow back. So <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That's how it works. <laughs> okay. All right. On to room number two of this episode, which is called Spellbound. Oh, yes. Now, a note about Spellbound. Spellbound is a modified creation from a different company. And this company is called Rise. Now, Rise apparently out there is a big company that does haunts, was in escape rooms, decided to kind of disband from escape rooms and they sold Spellbound to 13th Gate. The builders at 13th Gate pretty much took the whole game, kept it, but then added on to it to make it their own, which is a tactic that a lot of different escape rooms use is they don't want to scrap everything. They want to add to it to kind of give it their own flair. So let's start with the story. I'm going to start this story. You can add on to it. This story to me in Spellbound was like, you are in a magical forest. You run into a cat and the cat goes, hey, I don't know who you guys are, but I need your help to kill some vampires and you decide to agree to this talking cat. You forget to ask why the cat's talking and boom, magic adventure on the way. So that's what I got for the story. <laughs> I think that's a great way to explain it. Um, along the way, you get to do a lot of magic and do spells. And honestly, this, I, I think I took at least like five to 10 minutes just staring at how beautiful it was. and. Again, I need to talk about the sets later, but um, yeah, pretty much you're you're helping these witches, sorcerers, mm-hmm. defeat a vampire. Uh, I think you got the story right on the head. Hey, I mean, if, if there's a cat talking to you, then I'm cool with that. <laughs> Fun fact. Yes. Um, they no longer use an animatronic cat. They use just a stuffed animal cat because the other one caught on fire. I didn't catch that story. <laughs> that's that's why we, we, that's why we have you here hey, behind the welcome. scenes. Oh man, did it? Was it during a game? No, they said it was just it just caught on fire somehow. Like all the wires in it got okay. overheated, and they're like, "Why do we smell fire?" And so they came in, and the cat, you know where it is on the corner. Yeah, it yeah. was just bursting in flames okay Okay. yeah huh interesting interesting okay so i think a unanimous is it worth playing absolutely yes from both of us yes 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 you can't skip this one and that's coming from me too like magic rooms it's like it's a very common theme right you have your hidden donkeys you have your uh your warlocked out here you have different rooms where you're trying to be wizards and witches and warlocks and all that stuff it can get a little old, right? But I thought this one was not old whatsoever. It had a unique twist with the cat and the vampire, and it was just a magical adventure. Now, the one thing I really liked about this room, and maybe this has to do with Rise being a part of it, is if there is a weak point of 13th Gate, it is in some of their rooms, they give you a freaking iPad. Yes. Oh, and, gosh. And it has your time... You read the story off the iPad, which just like zaps the immersion. 
And if you want a clue, there's little QR codes next to the puzzles and you scan for a clue and it takes away from your time, not your play time, but your final score time. And I just hated that. I thought that was such a weak point. But this room doesn't have that. This room has a built-in clue system. So if you needed help, you didn't feel like you were breaking that, that immersion wall by scanning something with an iPad. Um, so that, that's what I would say is one of the highlights besides the adventure aspect is, hey, clue system was in, in theme. Yes, and not just the clue system, but the way you could tell your time. So since you didn't have the iPad, mm -hmm. there was a system where it was candles all around the room. And every time a minute went by, one of the candles would go out, which I uh, thought was a really cool aspect. Yes, absolutely. And that's always cool. It's not always possible, but to build your timer within the theme of the room, that certainly happens in this room. Yes. So now comparable to anything you've played out here, what would you say it's most like, or what did it remind you of, if anything? Um, you already said, hidden donkey um you know doing spells and all of that stuff but i have to say like the storyline at the end mm -hmm. i don't think i've had anything like that before where it's not where we're not like actual witches or like sorcerers but we're assisting them and trying to kill an evil good yeah so we're actually bringing them back to life yeah, I thought that was that was interesting, too. I think our game master, Kari, told us that a lot of people say it gives them uh, Hocus Pocus vibes mm -hmm. without, you know, totally ripping the IP of Hocus Pocus. Yes, so I, I felt that, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a really great game, honestly. Yeah, I, I will say the one downfall of it was the blacklight. Uh, yes. Yeah, there is there is a blacklight puzzle. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. But if we were rushed for time in the game, it would have been very annoying to be like, oh, my gosh, we got to do this with that. Like, and the clock's ticking. So, no, I feel you there. I feel you there. No room was, was perfect. Like, no, of course. I think that's just like my one pet peeve of that room. Everything yeah. else I really enjoyed. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Spellbound. Put it on your list. And their new game, which is called, well, they just changed it. It's not called Hijacked anymore. Mm -hmm. it's, called, it's called something else, but it's, it's... It's not official, so I think they're still working out the title. Ah, okay, okay. Well, that room's also from Rise. So if this is any indicator of what Rise games are like, then the new game should be just as fun, if not yes. more, more fun. And the about, premise... about to say funner. F funner! <laughs> Thank you for not saying it. I said it for you. Yes. Um, the premise of their new game is pretty much like a plane crashing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you trying to survive. Ah, that could be slightly traumatic for some, but ah, yeah. I but hey, about that until now. Hey, you know, just, I mean, I guess anything could be traumatic. I mean, if you were a former witch, then this mm. game is traumatic, you know. Or if you were bewitched Bewit isn't that the show where the girl like wiggles her nose mm -hmm. i can't do it but like, yeah i can't I, I, like we both just wiggle <laughs> our mouths instead of our nose <laughs> how did she do that amazing it's because she was a witch uh, um okay well, that's not good for uh <laughs> podcasts 
that's how you that's how well i'll turn that into a clip and you can see that we're human (laughs) so don't burn us okay cool favorite favorite moment of this game for you for me it was just the cat like (laughs) i like honestly like and you you kind of saw this with me in national city with the neighbor is mm-hmm. if there's an in-game thing to interact with, sometimes I'm like, okay, you guys go solve puzzles. I'm going to talk to this thing. Yes. And I didn't do it that much in this game, but I enjoyed the fact that there was a talking animal. I think my favorite part of this room was the outside. Okay. I really enjoyed the outside. That's what I spent most of my time doing, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the forest you're in, is tremendous and you think about rooms that try to build outside inside Mm -hmm. and you you, it's just it's so ambitious that if you don't do it well it comes off as like cheesy comes off as like science fair projecty yes and when you see this guys when you go into the woods of spellbound you're going to see a forest you're not inside anymore yeah and even the details of it we were going over the room after we had completed it Mm -hmm. and I think it was Nico or Beth I can't remember Mm -hmm. but they were like oh I love the fireflies and our game master was like wait a second there's fireflies in the trees (laughs) and so we just were talking about fireflies and they made them look so good just the timing of them it was it wasn't just like on off on off the way they just like made them dim slowly and then flicker randomly that is so much time and effort for something that is so tiny but that's yeah. the level of craftsmanship and attention that they put into these rooms which is so appreciated yeah oh my gosh like great great game like definitely near the top of the games i've done but probably the best magic game I've done I'd agree with that it was my second favorite out of the games at 13th gate okay oh wow okay awesome 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 okay so on to the final room of this episode part one remember if you want to hear about tomb of Anubis death row asylum or agent 13 listening to part two of this kind of recap of our trip but the final escape room we're going to talk about today is the one that many people will tell you is the best escape room to ever exist it is called cutthroat cavern yes and let me tell you this for the longest time i had an escape room in my number one spot it was the mad rapper if you listen to this episode or you know me you know that's my favorite room i finally got something to usurp it so Mad Rapper's number two, Cutthroat Cavern is now my number one favorite escape room. It is amazing. But let's start with the story. Guy, it's my favorite. Too. There we go. Okay. All right. All right. Um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to describe, but let's start with the story, Tati. What was the story in your mind? Pirates of <laughs> Cutthroat Cavern. Sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> So you end up in this Mayan, almost like, it kind of reminded me of Montezuma's Revenge, like when you're waiting in line. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what it reminded me of. And that's your first opening. And you're going through this adventure and you're trying to find buried treasure. 
You know, I I guess so. Right? Look, I don't I don't know what else to call it. <clears throat> so with for me in the story, this story totally skipped my mind in this. I don't remember the story whatsoever. I don't remember a point the story was told to us because <laughs> there was just so much in this room that blew our minds. So the like, story was right after she closed the door. It was overhead. It was like an audio it was, voice. It was an audio one. Yeah. Okay. That we had to listen to. Okay. So maybe that's why, because we were already busy looking around at everything. Like, yeah. what the heck? I mean, the reason why people say this is their top room is for multiple reasons. Again, space, it's one of the biggest escape rooms you're ever going to play. The reveals are very grand. And by grand, I mean, not just like a hidden wall. It's, no, no, no. <laughs> it's just grand. And I don't even want to talk about it because you just have to play like you're going to be in situations where you're like, OK, we're in this room. There's no way we can get out of this room. This has to be the final room. And then mm-hmm. and then you do something that you've never thought could happen in an escape room. And boom, all of a sudden there's like 500 more square feet here. Boom, yes. 500 more square feet here. Um, you're you're absolutely right about like Mayan jungle vibes, pirates for sure. There's like gargantuan things you interact with and it, is it worth playing the answers yes like uh, yeah and it, it's so hard because it's so hyped right and we're hyping it right now it's we're so hyping worth it, right it though it's so worth it like it will not let you down when you play it you're like oh Kai and Tati totally undersold it like yeah. it's it's that good, you guys. Like, like the only thing that could make this game bad would be like, I guess, a reset failure, right? But, but yeah. even, but even then, it depends what was reset bad. But everything went perfectly for us. There was just so much. I wanted, I did want more. Like, it was, it was a I, game where there were certain elements. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. That did something, and that was a puzzle. But it was just like purely aesthetic. But it's wonderful. Yeah, no, absolutely. Did you know another fun fact? Yeah. That it's based off of the Goonies. You know, I heard that and I I didn't like that. Oh. I don't I thought it was like based off of itself because yeah, I've seen Goonies and I know it's like a cult classic, but I think Goonies is like way worse than this. Like, okay, well to be fair, they made that way back when and this is like a modern day version of it but i think it's like that's the inspiration of what they were modeling it after if that makes sense yeah well they took it and they okay so for me goonies is not a selling point like hey come come do my goonies experience (laughs) i'll be like no (laughs) like it's like it's like me in that elvis movie that's coming out it's like come watch elvis like nobody cares about elvis in my mind so in my mind, nobody cares about Goonies. So they took Goonies and they like made it something exciting mm. for, for the ages. Like this is a, to me, this was more of a Pirates of the Caribbean adventure where you are actually going to the ship, like uh-huh. to the island, to the ruins, to the jungle, to the something I can't say because you got to <laughs> see it. Like- it's amazing. 
it, it yeah. really is amazing. And uh, this was asked in the boards is like, how does 13th gate compare to the cream of the crop out here? And this game is no match. It is no match. And it's such a no match. When you play, you're going to see things that you thought were innovated out here mm-hmm. that are in this room. And you're like, wow, I thought Lab Rat did that. Wow. I thought Quest Rooms did that. I thought blah, blah, blah did that. And you're like, no, they didn't. They got inspiration from this work of yes. art and they do it on a times 20 scale. Yes. It's, I mean, that's my favorite part of the game is seeing those moments. Yeah. You guys, the floor literally moved. It's crazy. It's crazy. How in the heck do you make a floor freaking move? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay, Kai, what was your favorite part? This is the little spoilers. Yeah. Um, it's very hard for me to pick a favorite part, but there's a really well done music puzzle that I, that I really enjoyed. It was very like tribal and hard, but catchable. And then I think my, my other favorite part was the fact that, and I mean, you kind of, you kind of said it and, and I, things move that aren't supposed to move. I know, I know. And, and that's, that's all I'm going to say for the sake of respect to people that might be stumbling upon this and don't want to hear that, but yeah, just, just go play. Just go play. Yeah. Yes. What was what was your favorite part? I can't specifically say it because I want everyone to enjoy it as much as I did when it happened. But pretty much the grand reveal, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I stood, my jaw literally dropped in disbelief. And I just said, stop it. This is effing amazing. Yeah. And I just took two, three minutes to stare at what I was, what I was looking at. And I, and I couldn't believe it. Like I have that moment. This is what I was talking about in the beginning. I have that moment ingrained in my head because I have not seen anything like this. It is the most remarkable thing I have seen in an escape room. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm playing a game. Get your ass moving, Tatiana. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my favorite moment of the game. Yeah. Um, I thought that I really liked the, well, there's sand in it. Um, Yeah, there's sand. um, Which is amazing. But I liked the buried treasure aspect. I'll say that. I love the cannonball. I thought that was super awesome. And there's an actual cannon. Dude, (sighs) there's like. I mean, everything you can think pirate. It's it, there. It's there and they use it somehow in a puzzle. And it's not like. It doesn't feel forced. It, it, it doesn't feel forced. Feel it doesn't cheesy. feel cheap. Yep. It just feels right. And the flow of everything just felt natural. Yeah. It's a true. It is a true adventure game, <laughs> which is my favorite way to categorize a game because everything <laughs> could be an adventure. but. Everything. This is like a real adventure game. Like what what more of an adventure than like exploring a mysterious island and seeing what's there to find out that there's a lot there that besides, you know, vegetation and, and sand and all that. <laughs> you know? Definitely. Um, 
yeah, go play that one. Uh, you please, you, you please. Can't, you can't go wrong. And you could take a big team too. Just make sure you like communicate with one another and don't rush. I mean, like you want, they, they have, they have good puzzles in that one where you can actually do them together. If you, mm, if you yes. wanted to, you could be a total dick and try to do it by yourself, <laughs> but don't, don't be that person. But I like that part because we had a big group. We had six veterans. And so there were moments where I was like, okay, do it. Everybody can do this. Like, let's just, let's just calm down and let's do this together. You know, there was a lot to do too. There is a lot to do. Absolutely. So there are times we were all separated. Yeah. And then when we, we're at a stopping point, we'd go check on the other ones. And it's like, oh, you need an extra hand? Awesome. Yeah. Let's do this and not knock it out. Yeah. Um, again, I feel like experience really helped here. As a newbie, I would be completely overwhelmed. Oh, I yeah. No, I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't even know how to function. Like, and then on top of that being like your first, I don't know, let's say 20 games, you're so spoiled. Nothing you know, I, I worry about that too is like, after playing that room and i've played great we've, we've played great rooms right oh yeah mm-hmm. you wonder if like you just found the one and you you blew it <laughs> right it was like you, you got, oh no and now every every girl after is just compared to this one and you're oh, like oh shoot. man like you're cool and all but like do you have monkeys no you don't um <laughs> do you have monkeys but that, you know, that's the only thing I wanted more is a live monkeys, a live ass like orangutan. OK, like a, like if you went in this room and you were like walking around a corner and then you saw like King Louie and he was the person giving you like <laughs> stuff that would have been I mean, animal abuse, but it would be awesome. Like, like it wouldn't even be abuse. Like you take care of the orangutan, like you give him a habitat, you feed him um, and you pay him, you pay that monkey. Because how to, I mean, that's the only way to make this room better. And it's already the best room I've ever played. Honestly, I think I would just sit next to the monkey the whole time. Yeah. It's a little distracting. We're also recording this episode late at night. So welcome to Escape Break After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So today's episode, three out of three rooms you must play if you make that trip try to save cutthroat for one of the last ones you play because as great as the rooms are this one is a show stopper and it was our last one out of all seven and i'm so glad it worked out that way yes now some people will say tomb of anubis is the other show stopper which it certainly is we'll get to that on part two for me cutthroat cavern was a show stopper a tomb of Nubis very much a close second, but it kind of depends. Kind of depends what you're into. I agree with that. All right. So now the one thing I should say for some of the newer escape players that are listening is we kind of touched upon it here and there is these games are hard. And the one thing that can make people not enjoy an escape room experience is failing. Mm-hmm. Like, these games are so failable. So it's so failable that even I coming into this had some doubts because our group was new to, to play together. And I was like, Oh crap, we're going to like, we're going to fail. We're going to fail. If we don't get our shit together. And I don't want to like play this outstanding room and come out a loser. Mm-hmm. And that should just be noted for anybody traveling out here. Like 
you have to be good at escape rooms to do this. It's okay to ask for hints and they have it in an acceptable way that if you ask for hints, yes, you get like time added to your final score, but you don't lose time. For instance, like let's say you took 59 minutes to complete the room, but you asked for a hint, they add on like five minutes to your final score. So your final score will say an hour and four minutes. So again, you don't lose actual physical playing time, which is the fear, uh, but you want to see the end of the room. And then a lot of these, you want to see the end of the room. Uh, so just be, be prepared because you look at their, uh, their team photos and a lot of people failing. <laughs> Yes, that's true. And uh, something that you mentioned for Spellbound is no QR codes. Yeah. Same thing for Cutthroat. Cutthroat did not have any iPad, QR codes, anything like that. Um, Time-wise, I don't think we knew what was going on, right? You know, there was a timer. I didn't see it until like very late in the game, just ah. because I was looking for other like other like hidden gems of the room okay we, ha we had like one final puzzle or something like that so i was just like kind of wandering and i found it and it's mm. ve it's very hidden but there is a there was a very like small jungle monitor that had okay i'm counting down but again yeah you're absolutely right no qr code no ipad audio story even though it crossed my mind um those are those are keys like like if there's any place 13th gate can improve it's say no to the ipad mm -hmm. say, no, say no to the qr code um tell your stories more immersively like you do in some of the rooms and for heaven's sake get better at your final pictures <laughs> which <laughs> which we haven't gotten yet but if you kind of look at their final pictures uh, and maybe this is a thing in, in in other states but they don't allow pictures in the rooms like that would have been so cool if we got to take pictures, not like pictures throughout the adventure, but like team photos in the room. Oh, I got you. I got you. So yeah. like our final team picture in this one spot yeah. of the inside of the room. I yes. Understand. I mean, I, I think about it from a marketing standpoint and a memory standpoint. So like the M&M there is you want to be like, oh, yeah, this was the time where we got to do this. And the final photo op where it's like your team escaped. You get to see a little bit and then other people see that and they're like, wow, that's a that phenomenal was. set. I want to do that. Instead, in all the escape rooms in, in Louisiana that we played, you take it outside in the lobby with the logo. You just get the, you know, the branding um, and it just has like you played this room. I think that's a downfall. Um, you know, it is what it is. But that's the only thing I would say to improve on is let us see some of the room in that final photo for the memory, at least. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because those would be some cool photos, like in all of them. Oh, yeah. Just like even the ones we described today, whether it was like in a forest mm -hmm. or you got to take a picture with the cat or in the jungle or even in, you know, you know, right before you're about to die. Like, <laughs> it's just like your last photo. Um, do you think it had to do with the lighting, though? Because a lot of the rooms were super dark. Looking you know, back at it. maybe I think it had to do with effort honestly and oh. effort and maybe fixed in your ways because okay. when escape rooms first started it was very much no photos in the room and that's still the, the case like in-game play no photos but it was also like let's take photos outside in the lobby as escape rooms have evolved 
part of a build is like, what's the photo spot going to be? Because it's a selling point. And I think they just didn't catch up because they are so good in other aspects. They're like, hey, what we're doing works. Let's just keep it as is. Uh, because if lighting was really the barrier, if you see the way they build and the way they actually do lighting, they could certainly have a switch that like allows for a lighting spot to take a final photo. That's fair. Yeah. That's my opinion. So. No, I agree. I would agree I with you. Um, I think also because it's such a big company and they have so many employees. Yeah. The, um, and I think this is where we need to talk about our super awesome game master for six out of seven of our games. Yeah. Um, you say her name correctly. I don't want to mess it up. Yo, my girl's name is Kari and she built different. Yes. Like, oh she my is. God. Oh she, my God. She's one of the most amazing game masters that I have ever, ever had. Like the sweetest thing. So, so intuitive on how to walk you through these rooms without giving you too much. And the fact that she paid attention to exactly where we were and knew the timing of that. Mm -hmm so appreciated yeah. so appreciated and yeah. even though we didn't ask for hints sometimes she'd be like oh maybe you should look over here and mm -hmm. then it would be like oh we got it okay let's keep moving and it made our experience so much better we'll talk about it in part two on <laughs> the one game where we didn't have her and we missed her so dearly <laughs> but honestly you guys if you go and if you're able to request her highly highly recommend yeah highly recommend i mean beth and i talked about this in one of our first episodes is the importance of a game master and they know the game like the back of the hand or they should and as stated these games are failable and nobody really wants to fail whether they deserve to or not so having that kind of in-game guide like nudge you is great paying attention is great and it personalizes the experience you may have seen on the ERA boards, we lifted her up like a trophy because <laughs> she was that great. She was hesitant to allow strangers to carry her, uh, but thankfully we were able to make friends enough to lift her up in a photo. <laughs> I think the other option we gave her was Ron takes off his shirt, which uh, maybe we- She didn't seem like she was a fan of. <laughs> yeah, so we, we she took the easier route, so good for her. <laughs> yeah, no, but- we really enjoyed her as our game master. And if she's listening, thank yeah. you. And we loved having you. We did. We did. And come out here. If you ever come out here, let us know. We'll make sure you get to play the infamous arena. As she mentioned oh. that when, when we got there, she was like, there's an escape room where you get shocked. And I was like, oh yeah, we've, we've played. Yes. <laughs> uh, awesome. Awesome. All right, so there's our recap of those three rooms. Again, part two is going to have the other four rooms of 13th Gate. But right now, to kind of conclude a small segment about sets, let's talk about sets. Baby. <laughs> All right, I said I sets. Wanted, I wanted I to said... laugh before that. <laughs> and then you went into it. I was like, oh, crap, how do I stop laughing? <sighs> <laughs> no, I said sets. Um, mm -hmm. Sex. Uh -huh. What? <laughs> but let's talk about how good this sets was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This post-COVID, I feel like I've never lived. I've been in my room for like eight days. 
of like, the first person he's talked to it's eight it's days. true like honestly anyways you don't want to hear about that okay <laughs> The advantage. So again, the overarching question, thanks to Jeff. Jeff asked me this as we posted a picture, an ERA said, I really want to know how these compare to the, the best of the best out here. And so that made me think, and I talked to the group, what is the best of the best on the West Coast? So like if you're traveling, like like if you're switching trading places and you're saying, okay, I'm Midwest, East Coast, I'm coming out to California. What should I put on my run that's worthwhile? And we talked about the lab rats, some of the quest rooms, uh, the evil genius, if it was still alive, the arenas, some of the mind traps, uh, different things like that. Stash house. Stash house. You know, some hidden gems here and there that we've probably talked about on the show. How does it compare? One of the undoubtedly crushing categories that 13th Gate crushes is the sets. So the take, sets. It, take it away, Tati. Like, how can we describe the sets that you're going to run into when you're out there? Like, why, why, is there, why are they so good? Because it's unlike anything that you've ever seen. When you actually go into a room where you're going into this, like, creepy forest and you see this cabin in the forest, you freaking feel like you're in a forest. Mm-hmm. And the cabin is actually made of the material a cabin would be because mm-hmm. you know how like sometimes you go to a room and it looks like brick for example and then you touch it and you're like that's definitely not brick but it looks good yeah no if it's brick in this room it's brick in this room if it's wood it is wood and I think that's what makes it so involved like yeah. I feel like I'm actually there um if it's water, it's water. It's water. Legit. <laughs> if it's sand, Legit it's water. sand. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what I really appreciated about these rooms is the time and the effort. I kind of touched on like the firefly things. The, the attention to detail mm-hmm. is just so incredible. And the fact that they thought about all of this while building it. And I don't think that all of these rooms were in the last like five years, were they? No, I think they've been around a little bit long. Some of them have been around long. I know some of them like Death Row and Collector uh-huh. are their two oldest ones. But even then, considering that those were their oldest ones, that's mind blowing for what is the status now. Like it can still hold its own. <laughs> yeah, like, like the tech might not be there in Collector as far as puzzles go, but you feel like you have been kidnapped and dropped in a well mm-hmm. and you are trying to get yourself out. Yes. Like that's, that's crazy. And it, I'm not saying people out here can't do it, but they have the tools and the means to do it out there. And what I mean by that is they have the land, they have the space and probably the cost of building is far less out there, even though there's a lot of money into these rooms, but I just, I thought about it. And it's like, could, could the lab rat builders do it? Could the breaking point builders do it? Yeah, they, they could do it, but do they have the money to do it? Probably not. Do they have the space? No. Like, I mean, other than like when you, when you get to Baton Rouge and you get to Louisiana, you, you see, and this is coming from a city kid, you see space <laughs> everywhere. Like, like we were driving out there and I'm like, what is all this? Like, <laughs> what is this? Is that the Mississippi river? It was just a lake. Like, I, like I'm so uncultured, 
Like I'm no, just I'm, I'm just so used to the city where it's like house and house and house and building and building and building and streets and very little grass. Like the, the place to get grass is you have to like go to the park or you have to go to the golf course. Otherwise, you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, just the I feel like the closest thing to it is probably like hex room because they're in a warehouse or like basement. Okay. Like like they yeah, have this yeah. they have the space, right? Right. But to the scale of what we saw at 13th, yeah. eight, it's not at that level. So yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like you could, but I also think it might be a state thing too. Yeah. Um, zoning, permits, all of the extra stuff that I feel like California mm-hmm. requires in these mm-hmm. rooms that maybe might limit them, but it still doesn't take away from, from what they've done because what they've done and what they've imagined and have actually accomplished yeah. is seriously mind-blowing. Yeah. And you know, they take advantage of something that not all facilities have is high ceilings. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in 13th gate, as you're like walking to your room, your first couple steps, you actually go down. And so you're already like putting yourself at an advantage for a build because it's so hard to make it seem like you're escaping the real world if you have an office ceiling over you and you just paint it black and put like shrubs and stuff. And it's just so hard to make that look real. Mm-hmm. And so in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm still in something that was built by a human. Whereas in these rooms, like forget gameplay sets alone. If you just like woke up there in any of the rooms, you'd be like, I am here. Like yes. I woke up on an Island. I woke up in Egypt. I woke up in jail. It's, it's <laughs> that's probably the most realistic. Yeah. Um, I woke up, I just got drugged and I'm about to get killed. Like that's it. You feel that way. It's, it's unbelievable. And again, it's not your cheesy pirate room. It's not your cheesy wizard room. It is the realest I've ever felt in my experience in an escape room ever, yes. ever, ever, ever. And I think one of the things that I really notice is their ceilings. So mm-hmm. for example, like when you walk into a room, regular, like square, rectangular shape, right? Mm-hmm. They made their ceilings so it fit the theme, whether it was angled a certain pyramid direction or like if it was curved because you were in a bunker, like they made everything from the top to the bottom fit the room that you were supposed to be in. Yeah. And I don't know if I've seen that because usually when you enter a room, you you know, you like see the regular walls. Sometimes you even see the panels from the office building, right? That they're just spray painted. Yeah. That's, that's not in these rooms. It's not, it's not. And you, and this is no spoiler. Every room's a multi-room adventure, but you you get so far in these rooms that you forget like how to get out almost. Mm. Like especially in some of the scarier ones, you're like so deep in it that if someone was like, "Hey, let's just go back to the start," you'd be like, "I don't know how to get there, nor do I want to because of something that happened." Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like space. I mean, space is a is a great thing to have, and they take advantage of it and they do it really well. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Cool, cool. I love sets. We love sets. We love sets. Uh, those are some good sets, and we'll talk about some more. Uh, be sure to check us out on part two, where we talk about Tomb of Anubis, Death Row, Agent 13, and Asylum, the scary game. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Cager Express. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can send us messages. You can send us questions. Uh, you can interact with our new host, Tatiana. Hey. And Beth and myself, we are now the Escape Break Trio. But guys, thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Uh, break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next Escape Break.